Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. My name is Dan Sullivan. I'm a member of the programming team here. And this week, we're featuring a conversation with Pietro Marcello, whose NYFF favorite uh, from last year, Martin Eden, opens in our virtual cinema today, along with a week-long four-film retrospective of Marcello's previous works. One of world cinema's most exciting working directors, uh, Marcello has spent the last 15 years crafting a filmography that straddles past and present, documentary and fiction, folklore and political intervention. His idiosyncratic use of archival materials, paired with his penchant for capturing, enlarging, and exalting the sensuous details of the physical world, yields films that have distinguished themselves within today's Italian cinema, or indeed, world cinema at large. In Marcello's work, history, mythology, and the political situation of today cohere to forward a by turns neorealist and fabulist image of the modern world as one shaped by invisible, metaphysical, and economic forces. On the occasion of the release of his latest feature, we're proud to present four of this contemporary Italian master's most striking films to date. Crossing the Line, Lost and Beautiful, The Silence of Pelichen, and The Mouth of the Wolf. All films are available nationwide, and you can see all four uh, and save with a discount bundle. Learn more and get tickets at virtual.filmlink.org. And be sure to check out our complete 2020 fall-winter Cinematech programming lineup while you're there. Let's go to the Q&A now from the 57th New York Film Festival, featuring Marcello in conversation with my colleague, uh, programmer Florence Almazzini, and interpretation by Michael Moore. Thank you to Film at Lincoln Center members for helping to make the Film at Lincoln Center podcast possible and for playing such a vital role in all we do. Membership started just $85 and offer discounted tickets year-round, early purchasing periods, exclusive invitations to member events and film clubs, and much more. If you're interested in supporting Film at Lincoln Center by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org members today. I would like you to talk a little bit about how you manage to... Inf- you put a lot of politics that go through the ages, and it's interesting for Italian history because you go through the rise of the right wings, socialism, communism, and it goes from the 50s to the 70s, but it's totally adaptable for for today. So can you talk about your intention in making this maybe a political film? Vabbè, diciamo che il Martin, il Jack London conosciuto in America, un Jack London yeah, Martin, conosciuto uh, per i romanzi. Jack London uh, in the United States is not known so well for uh, Martin Eden. He's better known really for his more adventurous stories. Uh, but Martin Eden, I think, is really well known in England, in Russia, and in Europe in general. Uh, also, the Iron Spur, uh, because when you're looking at uh, the Jack London of Martin Eden, you're looking at a vision of socialism really before the October Revolution um, and a kind of omen uh, or a premonition of the short century, of what's called the short century. Um, and uh, Jack London, however, was someone who uh, studied uh, the philosopher, the British philosopher Herbert Spencer, uh, who really in his ideas is somewhat monstrous. It's even sort of hard to cite him today. The Martin Eden that I give you is a Martin Eden that's more European, that's more Italian, that's also more of a a rustic uh, Martin Eden because unlike Anglo-American literature where you have this great uh, maritime 
uh, these great maritime writers such as Robert Louis Stevenson, Melville, and Conrad. In Italy, instead, we have these more um, country, uh, the focus is much more on the countryside with writers like Carlo Levi, Pasolini, Ungaretti, and Montale. Um, also in Italy, we don't have a Pacific and the, or an Atlantic, we have the Mediterranean. So uh, we chose to adapt this story to Naples and maybe, you know, rather than quoting Herbert Spencer, it could have been more appropriate to uh, deal with a philosopher like Sorel. Um, but what we experimented with was uh, telling the story of the short century through long periods of the 20th century. When You know what I mean. When I say the short century from World War I until the end of communism. Um, 19, what, 15 until uh, 1990, 1989 more or less. Um, the film, and through these long periods of the but with, with this uh, central metaphor of this man who is crossing the sea and ultimately uh, drowns in it. We begin with a quotation uh, from Enrico Malatesta, who uh, was an Italian thinker, uh, anarchist, but also the father of ethical voluntarism. Uh, you could say that he is our Italian Lenin. Um, and in him, we sort of see this conjugation of individualism with socialism through the medium of anarchy. Um, because without that kind of a combination of individualism, you end up with this kind of relentless uh, individualism, um, which is uh, what Martin Eden falls prey to. Uh, Martin Eden is an anti-hero, and he was for Jack London as well. Uh, when the readers at the time asked, well, why does he kill himself in this way? He's, Jack London responded, it's because we all have uh, our own Martin Eden. And I think we're all sort of very attached to the early Martin Eden, the first man that we see who sort of redeems himself through culture. And the novel, in many ways, is a kind of sentimental education, you know, a Bildungsroman, if we like. Um, but he becomes a victim of the, cultural, of the culture industry and to the same extent that really Jack London himself was really the first victim of, uh, in modern literature of the cultural industry. So there was a lot of similarities between the character that he created and himself. And we freely transposed this story to Italy. And it's a very free adaptation, I was just saying. And what we did was we took the great events of the 20th century in Italy. Great as in important, not good. Yeah. Um, and I'm the producer of the film. And together with the screenwriter, we worked on how we could do a kind of combination of a sort of popular cinema and a more art house cinema using, uh, in, including the use of these arc of archival footage. You're on the roll, you can continue. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, uh, it was a, you know, a very hard work for me to do as a producer, because I've always produced my own films. The earlier films were all very low budget, and this was uh, a much bigger budget, much more complex. I was very lucky to have my lead actor, Luca Marinelli, who was someone who was able to embody um, this uh, traversal, this spanning of the 20th century. Uh, but the Martin Eden that we give you is a very contemporary uh, Martin Eden at the end. Uh, I think that this sort of turning point is there where you see, see the, sip, the ship sinking at the same time as he's sort of reaching his maximum success. And he falls victim to something that today our contemporaries all fall victim to, the hedonism and the narcissism of, of today's world and the confusion uh, to which we are subject. I mean, I, I know you, you did a lot on the film, um, but you also did the cinematography, which is 
really extraordinary. So you worked on 35 millimeter? Yeah, I, I've made all of my films uh, using film. And um, I'm also the director of photography. I'm also the cameraman. I, I really like being behind the camera. You, you did everything but playing Martin Eden. But <laughs> Martin Eden is kind of you. <laughs> um, I, I, do, I do think the um, actor like Luca Marinelli is really wonderful in the role. And you talked about it, about how he could carry the role through this, all these decades. Um, so when you start working with him, you gave him the entire script, or did you change things because I think it was a long process? Um, you know, I, I sort of made my, um, I, 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 I built up, I broke my bones, we would say in Italian, on a documentary. Um, I've always, I had made documentaries uh, leading up to my last couple of films. And uh, one of the great things that you do in documentaries, you always have to deal with things that are unexpected. I'm sort of at the school of Ros Rossellini, you said. The Rossellini method, uh, where the it's not all in the writing. You know, the writing is just is, is incomplete in and of itself. It's the film, which uh, the filming of it itself, which then completes the work. Um, and uh, I like being able also to improvise, which is something that I also picked up from documentary. And in order to give the film a kind of archaic quality, to in even in its imperfections, at least it has a soul. Um, and in this, we alter rather than betray the script. Um, maybe we can take some questions from the audience. First of all, wonderful piece, beautiful uh, cinematic film, everything, loved it. Um, and that, the main character, the main actor was, I mean, spot on, wonderful. Uh, casting, when you wrote the script, did you have this actor in mind and anybody else? And how did you uh, cast it? And are these uh, famous actors in Italy? Because uh, I don't recognize anybody, but they look spot on. Uh, I think I did have Luca Marinelli in mind. It was very important to have someone with that kind of ability to transform himself within the film from a kind of lumpen proletariat to this very acute writer that Martin Eden became. Another well-known actor from the theater is a Carlo Cecchi. But it was really important to have someone solid like Luca Marinelli next to me. I really enjoyed the movie. I was I found it a little bit confusing in terms of time. I kept wondering what time am I in? as the movie was going on. And I just wondered also if you could just say something about the references to the to war, to the war, because I, I, it seemed a, a little bit confusing exactly what, what war was was being referred to and the battleship. And, I, I, and so I was just commenting on that, whether it was just me or is there was some, some disorientation about time and then this references to war sort of, I wondered if you could say more about. Uh, there is something deliberate about that. I mean, we, cross, so we sort of span the 20th century very freely. Um, uh, the novel was written in 1909, but it is a prophetic novel of sort. It is a premonition, uh, an omen really, of what the 20th century could be, of what this short century uh, would be. Uh, uh, Herbert Spencer is mentioned in the novel, but in a, you could see Herbert Spencer as a kind of omen of these terrible figures to come from uh, to Nietzsche, Mussolini, Hitler, and Stalin, and the disasters that they would engender. Uh, in the very last scene of the film, you see, on the beach, you see on the one side, you have some migrants uh, talking to each other. And on the other side, wearing the black shirts and the hats are the legionnaires of Fiume, you know, this uh, area that is today in Croatia that was invaded you know, as, as part of the outbreak of World War I. Um, so, 
and it is very relevant today because 40 years ago, who would have imagined uh, the divided Europe that we're seeing today? Who would have imagined Brexit, Orban, Salvini? Uh, Martin Eden then is, is very much a kind of uh, omen, uh, premonition of what the future uh, would become. This is already clear, I think, in Jack London. In our adaptation, as I said, I'm not very structuralist, structuralist about this. Uh, I adapted it very freely. But it's true that, like, to go back to politics, I, I'm not sure when exactly you finish the film, but it's it's striking to see what's happening in Italy today, and especially with you know all the migrants and the reference to the ocean, well, the Mediterranean, and and it goes back through the ages to today, and and I think you can read this film in so many ways. Um, it's uh, clearly a very free adaptation. In the second part of the film, um, there are uh, quotations from important moments in uh, political history of the 20th century. Uh, what we, starting with actually the uh, noble populism of in, that was taking place in Russia at the end of the 19th century, where the nobles were interested and went toward uh, freeing the Serbs, the, um, not the Serbs, the serfs. Um, and then this is other scene in the Chattori in this restaurant where we see these sort of early socialists, the San Sepulcristi, uh, before the war, who was sort of opposed to the war, and then the kind of very vulgar populism that that turns into, uh, the populism uh, that we see today. So there are these various elements leading up to souveranismo, the sort of a call and cry of the right in Europe today, this desire to uh, reclaim national sovereignty from the European Union. I'm just wondering, there's, I'd read that, um, that the story of Martin Eden was in some ways a thinly disguised autobiography of Jack London's early years before he left Europe and went to the US. So how come we have it looking like he's committing suicide You know, the movie when we, we know, in fact, he went to America and was there for a long time? Yeah, in, in the novel, um, Martin Eden goes on a uh, boat to Tahiti. Right, that's how it ends. Nel nostro caso, lui non andrà mai in America. In our case, instead, he will never go to America. And, you know, in that final scene, uh, when he's saying goodbye to Ellen and he looks out the window and he sees her going away, he also sees himself and that, that realization that he will never be the same person, that he cannot follow his own self. So there's that kind of uh, doubling of the character. What do you feel that you've been able to learn about yourself as a man and as an Italian in making this film? What do you feel that you've been able to figure out? It's a very small question. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard for me to judge. It's really going to be up to the viewers. Um, I kind of disassociate myself from the figure of Martin Eden from this negative hero who initially redeems himself, lifts himself up socially uh, through his tenacity and through culture, but ultimately betrays his own class. Me, I'm telling a story maybe in a way that is very audacious and with the help of my screenwriter, Maurizio Barucci, um, we took uh, very deliberate uh, freedoms, but it's hard for us to judge. It is up to you. I have to really thank my distributor, Kino Lorber. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks. I just had one last thing. Um, I've always wanted to see a great Martin Eden adaptation, but, you know, back in the days, Alain Delon was going around saying Martin Eden, c'est moi, but he never did Martin Eden, but I have to say Luca Marinelli is fantastic in the film and he's yes. really yes. amazing. So thank you so much for being That's here and thank you everyone for being here. Thank you.